because being an effective entrepreneur relies directly on being disciplined, being priority driven, being focused on your goals, and you really can't do that in a tired state of mind. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. And today, joining us all the way from the West Coast is Mike Vulcan. Mike is a very, very interesting guy. He has written a few books. He has sold a few businesses. Uh, He's a lot smarter than me. So you're going to have a lot to learn here. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks. I would not say I'm a lot smarter than you. I've just uh, I've done a lot, and uh, you know it's um, it's been a long road. And I've lost a lot of sleep out of it, but uh, I'll be happy to share my experiences and talk to you a little bit about some tips I have coming up uh, in regards to neuroplasticity. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. But first, I do want to kind of talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Selling for companies is super fun. I think when people get into starting a business, selling a business is the last thing on their mind. Uh, so, kind of, what was what was your first successful business per se, and you know, how'd you end up selling it? Yeah, that's yeah, I built and sold four companies. Uh, right now, I'm a, I'm a fractional CMO um, for digital companies. Uh, but the first company uh, that I built and sold wasn't actually um, in, in the digital space. It was a real estate company. I had an idea. I was a real estate broker at the time, and I had an idea for a different type of business model out here in California. So I went ahead and and started recruiting some agents under this concept that to be a good real estate agent. You don't have to know much about real estate. You just have to know how to market yourself. Uh, so I created a central technology center where I basically did all the marketing for the agents or me and, and this other team that I hired. We took care of your website, your SEO, all your exposure. And then the real estate agents could focus on real estate. So it actually turned out pretty well. I wound up franchising it. Uh, I, I built it up into 15 offices in five different states. And then an investor group uh, bought me out. And within a few years, they ran it into the ground. <laughs> um, I think it still exists. It's just a, f- a shell of what it was uh, when I was running it. But uh, at one point, it was up to about five states. That's, that's super interesting. So when you first started that business, did you, you ever think you were going to sell it? Or you're just like, Hey, I'm going to work for myself? No, um, I actually had no plans in selling it. Uh, I loved the real estate industry. And then the bubble happened, especially out here in California. We got hit really hard. Um, my agents couldn't keep busy. They couldn't sell a house or buy a house to save their lives. I mean, business just evaporated almost overnight. And um, you know, at the time, business was just dismal and had no economic forecast of getting good in the next couple of years. And um, one of my franchise owners says, hey, I've got some investors that are, are interested in uh, buying out your company. So we had some discussions and you know, a few weeks later, we signed the agreement and I went on to other things. Never looked back. Awesome. Yeah. And also during that, you wrote a couple of books. So you had any highlights there? Yeah, um, I had written a book. I joined the army after uh, 9-11. I just dropped everything. I quit my job three days after 9-11 happened. And uh, I joined the army because I wanted to be a part of whatever was coming at the time. Nobody knew what was happening. So um, I just I dropped everything. I went to basic training and I found myself swearing at myself saying, what the heck did I just get myself into? Um, eye to eye with drill sergeants um, in basic training. had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know the difference between a sergeant and an officer. And 
Uh, I had enlisted with a master's degree. Apparently, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go the officer route, but I went the sergeant route. Um, so as a result of that experience, I wrote a book called The Ultimate Basic Training Guidebook, which prepares recruits for military basic training uh, because I realized a lot of what I learned at basic training, about 80% of it, you can learn on your own. You know, stuff of how to deal with drill sergeants, military fitness, getting ready in time. So, um, you know, I wrote a book based on that. That book got so popular, became a bestseller that I wrote two other books. So when people were buying one book, they're also buying not just the guidebook, but they were buying the workbook as well and another follow-up book. So I would, instead of making one sale, I was making three. Oh, absolutely. Capitalizing on that, that, that audience that you've already curated. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. So let's fast forward to these days. Now you are a serial entrepreneur. Yes. You're a coach. And uh, now you're, you're kind of getting more into this brain research stuff. So let's, kinda, let's, let's get into that stuff. So let's, yeah. um, you shared with me this concept of neuroplasticity. That's right. What is that? What are we talking about? First of all, congrats for um, not making it a tongue twister. Most people flub it up. Um, that's right. It's called neuroplasticity. And I'll probably mess it up a couple times during this podcast. But basically, um, neuroplasticity is a term that refers to the brain's amazing ability to change and adapt to our environment and our situations. So from the moment that our brain starts to develop until the day we die, the connections within the brain cells, they reorganize in response to whatever we're doing at the time, whatever changing needs we have. Uh, so this neuroplastic brain we have allows us to learn and adapt to different experiences. And the things that we do often, we become stronger at. And our brains are constantly being shaped by whatever experiences we have, both long and short term. Uh, and what's exciting about this field is that in the last decade or so, because of the advances of technology, scientists now have confirmed through testing that our repeated thoughts, our actions, they actually reinforce the neural pathways. And so that essentially confirms that our thoughts can change physically how our brain works. And that is what I've been focusing on. I've been taking uh, neuromarketing courses online. I'm a certified neuromarketer. But back way back in grad school in the year 2000, I was uh, actually studying neuroscience as well. This is an extremely interesting topic. So how do your personal experiences help shape that? Do you have any examples that have happened to you? Yeah. Actually, I got into neuroplasticity from a tennis match, actually, from a series of tennis matches. So I'm actually hooked on a type of meditation that is called creative visualization, and which I recommend every entrepreneur does. Right? You have an entrepreneur audience. If you don't know what creative visualization is, I'm telling you, listen to the next few minutes because this is going to change your life. It's changed mine. I mentioned that uh, I'm a tennis player, okay? So at last year's US Open, a 19-year-old woman named Bianca Andrescu, she made history by becoming the first player to win the Open on her main draw debut. So it was the first time she's ever played. Now, she has tried to qualify in the past. In fact, just the prior year, she lost in the qualifying round. So naturally, people started asking her how she went from losing in the qualifying rounds one year, then going on to not only win the next year, the entire tournament, but beat the best women's player in history, Serena Williams, in straight sets, mind you. So her answer was creative visualization, and she practices it daily. So I started looking into it. Creative visualization is directly tied to neuroplasticity. And there are certain techniques on how to make creative visualization effective. So I learned how to do it. And I did it myself three times a day, about seven minutes a session. So that totals about 20 minutes a day, right? So what I did was I 
from a tennis front, I pictured myself playing better tennis, you know, pictured myself hitting a hard serve. And I felt the feeling of what it's like when I hit a winner, you know, uh, a winning forehand. I pictured myself holding a trophy over my head and feeling that feeling of winning. And all those visuals that come into play a great match. That's what I pictured. And for three weeks, I did that. So after three weeks, um, I had a pretty competitive tennis match. I was in, I am in a league that is very competitive. Um, and to be honest, I lose more often than I win. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a, I'm a fantastic player, but this league I'm in, we travel all over Northern California and we play uh, other champions in those cities, uh, country club champs and whatnot. So I played someone who had a good record and I'll tell you from hit number one, from being out on the court, I knew something was different. I played out of my mind that day. And I, my opponent actually never won a single game. I won 6-0, 6-0. And I've actually never done that before. In fact, after the match, my opponent got in his car and stormed off and, and complained to the team that I was some kind of ringer, that I was in the wrong league. You know, so from then on, I've been playing great tennis. In fact, the following week after that, I won 6-2, 6-0. So there's no reason that any entrepreneur listening today can't improve their entrepreneurial skills through creative visualization. They just have to believe that it will work and that it's an overnight process and understand what neuroplasticity is, is that your thoughts and your actions and what you feel can actually rewire your brain physically. And you know, it's not an overnight process. It's not like going down to fast food and ordering a burger or anything. It actually took me three weeks to be able to see some benefits. But when I did, you know, my life has never been the same. Oh, I'm this is uh, this concept here. I have heard this before. Um, you know, it's goes back actually quite a ways. I believe the first time I was introduced to this was through Dale Carnegie's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I believe that there's a big part of that in the book. Yes. Um, especially talking about, oh man, I need to go reread that book because I can't bring up this fact, but it was uh, someone that wanted to work with, I believe it was um, who made the light bulb. Wow. Should not have dropped out of college. <laughs> Um, but uh, someone wanted to work with Edison. Edison. Yeah. So yes. So someone wanted to work with Edison, and he he visualized that he was going to be a partner with Edison, and it had the whole story about it. Uh, and this is actually in a lot of business books is this concept of, you know, visualizing your goal, visualizing how you want your business to influence your life, and you can even take it back a bit further than that if you want. And it's kind of the concept behind that book, The Secret, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them have a different spin on it. You know, now if you kind of bring this into this new realm that you, you we're discussing here, uh, a more sci- not scientific per se, but a more modern approach, there's kind of a whole field around neuroplasticity that starts to say, like, you know, there might be something here. Yeah, I mean, what's exciting is you mentioned all those books that were made a decade ago. People were alluding to that this could be real, but now we know through testing, through actual scientists actually hooking up, you know, machines to people's brains and seeing the electrons flow through the brain, they can see that this is actually a proven concept and it's now no more a theory. We can actually see it's actually working and physically changing your brain structure. Now there is a way to do it properly and improperly. It's more than just saying, you know, I want to get a great house. And, uh, you know, I think I hear uh, people saying, I wrote a million dollar check to myself and it didn't come true. I didn't, I didn't get a million dollars. Everybody's probably heard Jim Carrey's story. You know, he wrote, he was poor living in his car and he wrote, a $10 million check to himself or 20 million, whatever it was. And now he has millions of dollars. But you know, there's a lot of misses and hits and stories like that. But uh, now we can prove exactly how you should go about this process. And the secret was, you know, that movie that you had alluded to is actually more of a documentary about creative visualization, but they never really explained how to do it because they didn't know it, it wasn't confirmed in the process and how it can be done. And now it is. And there's a great book called The Power of Neuroplasticity written by um, uh, Shad 
Helm, Helmstitter, I think his name is. And it, he talks about exactly how to do creative visualization properly. And that it's when you can believe that it can be done, that's when it really makes a big impact on you. Yeah. And then, I mean, I know there's going to be some people out there that this isn't their cup of tea and that's fine. You know what I mean? And, you know, just to be, to be honest, I'm not all in on this concept, mm-hmm. but I can believe I know why it works just because it, the way that your brain is wired, if you are having positive thoughts about what you want to do with your work and with your business every day, you're going to actually get positive results. Right. Whereas if you're complaining or y- y- all you're doing is worrying about stuff, it's just going to have a negative impact on your business. Um, it, you know, I just think that like it's all—it's also a lot easier uh, to make a risky move if you have a positive outlook. And without risk, there's no reward in business. So there's a lot of straight lines you can draw across between all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I understand, Chase. You know, the, the thing about creative visualization and, and to that extent, meditation and mindfulness, this whole realm that we're discussing, it's free, it's easy to try, takes a few minutes. Nothing will happen to you if you do it. There's no real way to do it, you know, wrong or incorrectly, like nothing negative or bad will happen to you. So in my respect, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. And, um, you know, I got something positive out of it. I've, I've now doubled up on what I said earlier, how I spent seven minutes a day doing, and I, I do at least 20 minutes uh, every session instead of seven. So, um, you know, it's, it's free. It's easy. You can do it anywhere. I figured what the heck I'll give it a try. Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing with that is you can't just do it once. You know what I mean? You're not going to see results doing anything once. Right. You're going to just, you're going to need to stick on it and, and keep at it. Right. Exactly. Let's be honest today. All of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous. And Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free. So let's let's kind of flip the script now. So what would you do? Uh, well, not what would you do because every business is unique. But let's say that yeah. you are you are a young entrepreneur or just young in your journey of an entrepreneur. That's you know everyone can start their entrepreneurship whenever they want. You're you're building a company and you're getting at it. Like where where are some of these strategies and tactics that they can pull out of this concept to try to uh, apply to their lives or into their business? Yeah, you can increase the neuroplasticity in your brain um, quite a bit. Uh, there's lots of studies that now have been proving this over the last decade. There's there's chemicals you can take um, that are controversial and nobody really wants to pump their body full of chemicals, but there are daily practices you can do to increase your brain's neuroplasticity and become a better entrepreneur. I'll give you give you guys some some tips. And if you want more details, they're going to be in my book that are coming out in a few months. But um, the very first tip that I have is uh, sleep. I mean, that's, that's an easy thing to adopt. Uh, your brain needs sleep to reset brain connections. And um, it's important for memory. It's important for learning. And studies show that just one night of losing sleep restricts the brain's ability to reset itself, which impairs your memory. So I would recommend seven to nine hours of sleep per day. 
And the problem is that entrepreneurs often sleep less than others, right? I don't know about if there's been any studies proving this, but I can bet as a serial entrepreneur myself, um, I've had far too many late nights and early mornings. Uh, we don't clock in at eight or clock out at five. So tip number one is for all you entrepreneurs to get enough sleep because being an effective entrepreneur relies directly on being disciplined, being priority driven, being focused on your goals. And you really can't do that in a tired state of mind. So that would be my first tip. Another tip would be stand up like I'm standing up right now. Um, I know you can't see me. I'm in a podcast, but I'm always standing up at work. And if I'm not standing, I'm in my kneeling chair. So if you have a, a desk that is not conducive to you being able to stand, I highly recommend you get up and walk around every few minutes. Your brain is way more active and firing off way more neural neurons um, when you're standing than when you're sitting. So as I had mentioned, if I'm not standing at my desk, I'm using a kneeling chair. I highly recommend you go get one. They're cheap and easy to get and they fit in anybody's office. So the first two tips, kind of easy, stand and sleep. Um, I would uh, probably give you a one more, maybe two more not so easy tips. Um, one more would be to continue learning. Uh, you need to learn something new, learn a new language, read a new book, play a new sport, strengthen your skills in a, as an entrepreneur. Um, there's lots of online classes out there, whatever sounds fun to you. Uh, if you exercise, try a new workout. Learning something new strengthens the brain and keeps it very neuroplastic. And speaking of exercising, that's another thing you can do to help your brain because exercising increases the oxygen supply um, to your brain, which helps on a number of levels. Another tip might seem obvious, but I'm telling you, this is an absolute killer for the neuroplasticity in your brain is reducing stress. Um, the best way to do that, daily meditation, daily mindfulness, they are different. Most people kind of mix those, those terms together. I, we talked about creative visualization. It's, I mean, it's super easy. It's free. Um, it's quick to do. It can be done anywhere. So there's really no excuse to not to at least give it a try. Uh, as an entrepreneur, you probably had a couple anxiety attacks. I know I have, um, you know, just randomly. You don't know why they come up or, or when, but you just get that feeling that you just got to get out of your own skin. You know, meditation and mindfulness will almost completely get rid of that in, um, in less than a month if you do it even remotely, even on like a, a once a day for 10 minutes. So if you have a smartphone, there's tons of apps that will help you get through your first few sessions. Stress is an absolute killer on your brain and diminishes your brain's neuroplasticity. So, um, you know, as you know, Chase, us humans are more stressed and distracted um, from the present moment than ever before. We're always on our phones, clicking away something, buying something online or getting distracted with a text. So um, if you're not into meditation or mindfulness, just unplug from technology for an afternoon or even an hour, connect with nature, go for a walk, travel a bit. doesn't even have to be on a plane. Just go someplace new in your city that you've never been before. I mean, all that greatly in enhances the neuroplasticity of your brain and keeps your brain very active. I love all those. So uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I told you in the pre-roll, I, uh, I just bought a new house. And I'm super excited about my workspace there. And I'm actually getting a standing desk. Uh, so I will be taking a lot of these into consideration <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Standing desk will be a uh, game changer for you. Is that, do you use one now? No, I'm sitting at a normal... I'm, at, I'm sitting at a table. You know what I mean? I'm very hunched over and I can... You know, it's... I could fall asleep at any moment, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, do the rest of the podcast standing up. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be funny. You'd hear me tapping around. We got a really nice mic here. Um, so I know uh, when we were talking about doing this podcast before, we were talking about some stuff for uh, small businesses. And you 
had mentioned how you had just done an awesome, maybe like an SEO play per se with one of your clients. Uh, do you want to kind of elaborate on like that success that you guys had found? Yeah. In regards to SEO, um, I, I do a good amount of SEO. Mostly it's strategy though. Um, and in particular, for one e-commerce client I have, they make... Um, they make carts for handicapped pets, handicapped dogs and cats, right? Um, they make wheelchairs. So one of the things that they recently launched was a scholarship program. And this is going to be something that's going to get more and more popular. It's going to get a lot of backlinks for you guys who, who do a scholarship. Now, you might think, well, I don't have the money to do a scholarship. I'm not big enough yet as a company. This company did a $500 scholarship to a vet student because they're in the veterinary space, right? You can do one in, in your industry. For all you listening out there, and it could be something as small as five hundred dollars. Target a student. Uh, when you do that, you get on dot, uh, backlinks to .edu sites. You reach out to these sites and you say, "Hey, listen, we're offering a scholarship in exchange for an essay." And they put it on their site. They say, "Here's a you know five hundred dollars scholarship to this company. Uh, you have to write a three hundred word essay on you know whatever subject it is." So they write these essays. They submit them to you with their approval that you can put them on their blog. Right. They're writing content for you. You're giving away a $500 scholarship every quarter or every year, whatever you want to do. And then this company that I worked with got over 60.edu backlinks, skyrocketed them. Their, their organic traffic went off the charts, way higher than it ever has been. Because obviously, .edu sites are, are very strong uh, sites, uh, high PR ranked sites. So that also got us a lot of earned media, um, surprisingly, that we didn't expect. So w- these essays from students who are appearing not only on our blog, but also on the .edu sites. And some media would be calling us, asking us for quotes, whether they're local papers or national or whatnot. And uh, so we got a lot of backlinks from earned media as well. So uh, it was a very good quarter. Actually, we did it twice. So we did two $500 scholarships, one each quarter. And uh, we're going to continue to do it because it seemed to be a, a very good strategy for their organic reach. Yeah, that's an awesome strategy to to wrap into your overall SEO strategy. You know, there's there's a million ways to do it and SEO in general is a constant effort and I think yeah, repeating it a couple times is probably worthwhile and then you know, also I, I probably wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket. I'd be thinking of other tactics mm-hmm. to try to get those backlinks and build up your organic as well. For sure. But uh yeah, thank you thank you for sharing that with us. I uh, I think that it would make sense for a lot of our listeners. Um you know, only if you have a real business, though. <laughs> I don't think you can get away yeah. with it when you just start, uh, especially since you got to pay these scholarships. Don't trick anybody. Yeah, yeah. And I was just going to mention, it has to be a real scholarship. I, I've worked with over four hundred companies, and I've heard of people that were giving away prizes, whether they're scholarships or not, like fifty dollars gift card for filling out the survey, and they pick a random winner, but that winner was never actually picked. You know, I've worked with companies like that, and I'm, I would never ask you or tell you to do something like that. So if you're going to do a scholarship, make sure it's uh it's got some kind of heft behind it, you know, at least $100 if not 500. Yeah, be legit everybody and you're and it's going towards a good cause. You're helping someone continue their education. That's right. Awesome. Mike, before we go here, I do want you to share with everyone uh the, the new book that you have coming out so that people can kind of be aware. Yeah, it's still about three months away. It's called Undervalued, or it might it might change, but right now it's called Undervalued. It's for all the entrepreneurs that feel like they want and deserve more. I give some tips on how to raise your value as an entrepreneur, how to get ahead of your day to day struggle of you know working in your business and not on your business. So I'm a strategist, um, and that's typically the way I work. I'm uh, I like to mentor uh, people and to be visionary leaders. So it's going to be a book about that, and um, it's going to help entrepreneurs get ahead of their their day to day schedule. Awesome. And if people are enjoying what you're sharing or they want to know more about you, where can they kind of go on the interwebs to find you? 
Yeah, well, uh, my website, mikevulcan.com. Um, and if any of you are needing a public speaker, I do a lot of that lately now. I love to give talks. Um, the best way is to go to freelancermasterclass.com. That, that's my startup I have that helps freelancers. If any of you guys do any side hustles and want to earn some more money on the side, uh, check out Freelancer Masterclass. In fact, I set up a, a landing page for you guys. If you go to freelancermasterclass.com forward slash free, I put together a, a four series webinar. Um, I actually had them previously, but I kind of put them all together into to one series for you guys. So you can sign up there and, and check that out. It, it'll help you navigate your way to making more money as a side hustle if that's what you guys want to do freelance wise. But uh, uh, you can also there at that website and on my website, mikevulcan.com, uh, sign up to be notified when my book is released. Awesome. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all this awesome information with our listeners. Cool. Thanks so much, Chase. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. Take care. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.